Blog Talk Radio. away from a train and in this art collective above a doggy daycare. So I'm looking forward to all the exciting sounds that are going to be recorded during this podcast. Um, But every week you can find me here for a half hour on Wednesday noon West Coast time, 3 p.m. East Coast time, where I have people on my show that I am just curious about, respect, or just find generally interesting. Uh, This week's guest is Sean Carnage, uh, curator and bring-gatherer of amazing events in the Los Angeles area. Um, I first found out about him through his Monday nights at Pear States. Um, To get the details on his creativity and what he's involved with and what's coming up next, you can head over to seancarnage.com. But in the meantime, let's just bring him on the air. Hey, Sean, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Ta-da! Yay! Oh, it's magic. We're the doggies. It's like a sea of them downstairs, and um, they they get excited at different times for unknown reasons, and it's like a sea of doggy voices um, (laughs) 24 hours a day. Oh, my goodness. Well, I wish I could (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so for those who don't obviously don't know, I, just a minute before the podcast, I was like, hmm, I wonder if my phone's going to work in this direction, so I'm over near the window, which is really close to the train, so. Um, oh, yeah, it's just it's just like the ocean rolling in. It's just like that. So hopefully the phone if the phone cuts out, it cuts out, whatever. We'll we'll do this again another time. But fingers crossed, everything's gonna be smooth. And um but thank you for joining me. Oh, thanks a lot, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, um well so I'm gonna send this one thing out. You can't see what I'm doing. So um you just finished up a star-studded event called LA's Got Talent. Is that correct? <clears throat> yes. Just finished LA's Got wanna... Talent. It actually got held over, so I'm really excited to announce to you here that um, we got held over through 926. So there's all this wonderful artwork at Sancho Gallery in Echo Park and near Hollywood, and... Um, from 11 different artists and uh, check it out. How did this come to life? Well, I started about a year ago. I had this sort of like brainstorm while I was in the shower one morning. Um, Facebook events and things like that are so frustrating. And I was thinking it would be so cool if it was more like the old days, which really honestly this never really even existed in the old days, but um, wouldn't it be cool if there was like a list you could go to of where all 
the cool shows, all the DIY art openings and um, rock shows and raves are happening. And it was all in one place, you know. And so I decided to create such a thing. It's called concertpage.org. And if you live in the L.A. area, you can go there and enter your shows for free. And then once a month, um, I print them all up on the back of a poster that's designed by a different cool artist each month. And um, we've done 11 issues so far. And to celebrate that, um, uh, myself and the two guys who curate the, the poster side, Sam Lubich and Liam Morrison, uh, we decided to collabo and invite over 150 different artists and performers in to like um, to to collaborate with them at this place called Sancho for just over three weeks. Okay. Well, what are um, what are some things that you're doing that you're excited about that are upcoming? <clears throat> well, uh, this Monday, kind of doing an almost like a recap of all the biggest Sean Carnage Monday night groups of the last several years, if not all time. Just about everyone is is represented, so I'm really excited about that. The show is uh, No Babies, Whitman, who's Christopher Payne, who's also a concert page artist. Um, this group called Sexting, which is Kyle Mabson and Dalton Blanco from Robin Williams on Fire, and uh, BJ, Jared, uh, the drummer for Health, uh, which is you know definitely one of the biggest bands to come out of our little scene. And then um, uh, also Amir Coyle, who's this almost like cross between like a supermodel and like Diamanda Galas. And mm. he's from Oakland. He's going to be there. And then we have uh, soloing over Alanis Morissette from the Chicago area. Uh, they now live in um, Arizona. But that's a really out there, like, um, pop art music experiment where the guy basically just comes out and he plays really horrible guitar solos over Alanis Morissette songs. But they sound really good. They're really amazing. That does sound amazing. Um for someone who for someone who hasn't been to a Sean Carnage Monday night, how would you describe it to them? Um, I think it's very accessible and like uh relaxing to be there. Um I always try and pick a place that sounds really good. So I think no matter what kind of music you like, I think people appreciate like good sound more than anything else. Um it's usually pretty dark in the room. I like just throw shows in small rooms because Andy Warhol once said, you should throw a big show and a small room. It makes the party look even bigger. And so I try and keep a good party vibe going, you know, all the time. I remember the um, first time I came to a pair space nights and because, you know, everyone, you never know what you're getting into when you're going to like a small DIY space. Like for me, it's like, you know, I want to be open-minded, but sometimes you never know what kind of attitude you're going to get or if people are going to be snarky or shitheads. And it was so refreshing to walk into a Monday night and just walk into a really positive space. Is that something you're conscious of when you put on events? Yeah, I mean, that's a big part of what I do. I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio, 
and um, I don't know. And I was born in Erie, Pennsylvania, an even smaller town. And um, you're just really mixed in with a lot of different people who like a lot of different things back there because the populations aren't very large. And uh, so you become, I think, more accommodating toward people. And when I moved to L.A., uh, and, you know, I've been to – I've spent a lot of time in other cities too, like New York and Chicago also. Um, it's not that the people are really different, but sometimes it becomes more acceptable for them to be snarky toward each other because you have to kind of sort of start to define yourself by exclusion instead of inclusion. But I noticed that no one was really trying anything inclusive in L.A. at that time. And so I wanted to bring that kind of more small-town thing to the city Partially because, well, I mean, because I love it and it's who I am, but also because, like, um, L.A. is a small town, too. Um, a lot of the people who've grown up here and lived here their whole lives are sick of us interlopers, you know, coming in. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so, but, yeah, no, that I was really that's... important, it was like, you know, to, to keep that kind of spirit alive in the big city. What I found refreshing about L.A. is that the people who were born and raised there can kind of see through a lot of the the bullshit, and so they do appreciate authentic people. And I don't know, what I kind of observed about people who do events around the country that I admire, like when um, like Josh Taylor was doing stuff and Amy in Denver um, and you and other people around the U.S., it's like I don't think you take yourself too seriously, but you're seriously committed. To what you do, and it's it's kind of like a level of having fun. It seems like you know. Well, thanks for bringing them up because those are people I really respect. Uh, I still buy all my clothes like from Amy. She manages the set, you know, the resale shop here, and mm-hmm. you know, Josh Taylor, a good friend, and I still have his bands play. And they we way predate me as far as booking things. Believe it or not, even though I'm older than they are, but um, so. That's really cool. That is what I'm exactly what I'm going for. Uh, like we were talking about, like uh, seeing through bullshit. The thing is, with people who can see through bullshit, sometimes because they don't put up with any silliness, they can be really earnest people. I also mm-hmm. know that you need a certain amount of silliness, like non-harmful bullshit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like to keep mm-hmm. things like a little crazy too. You know? So yeah, I don't want things to be too earnest because I don't want to be that like. I don't want to be that guy who, like, throws, like, shows where you can't swear and you can't drink and you can't be a loser because I never, you know, I never get to be on the cool team, so, or I never did when <laughs> I was in high school. So, so um, you know, I want things, I, things are always more accessible if they're a little bit out of control on the edge, you know. I agree. I think it's all about pushing those boundaries and mm-hmm. like um and and because otherwise you stay stuck. But since we brought up um I want to make sure I credit cuz not everyone knows who I'm talking about. When I say Amy, she works at Square as well and she used to be in um Friends Josh Taylor Friends Forever. She's a great bass player, but then also just Josh Taylor who um you know plays drums and is generally awesome. But like who who else inspires you or has inspired you in the past or currently? Well, I'm not the originator of Monday night shows, um, at least as far as, like, what I'm trying to do. I was really inspired um, in 1991 when this guy, Derek Hess, who's a very, very well-known poster artist now, 
he started this series of Monday night shows that went like for like six or eight years in Cleveland, Ohio. And for many years, I never missed a single one of them. And I saw all these amazing groups, you know, for the first time, like, you know, Helmet, Melvin's, uh, Jesus Lizard, all these bands that were brand new at that time. Um, and uh, he inspired me so much, I later got a job in the bar where this all went down after he had moved on, you know. And uh, let me tell you, working at a bar totally bummed me out. Mm. Like, day in, day out, it's not all the good shows. You're dealing with all the crummy shows, too, of course. But, you know, I was young <laughs> then. I didn't know that. So I met these people that did DIY shows, and I had never seen anything like that before. Here I am, like a huge music fan, but I had never really been to any. And my friend started this place called Speak in Tongues. It was in Ohio, and someone just wrote a book about it. It's called Escaped to the Future um, by Ken Blaze. And he wrote a book about this collective. It was really inspirational. And um, when I came to L.A. and started doing shows, um, I thought about those two things from my past. I thought, oh, well, Derek's thing was so great because he broke new bands pretty much only and he did it on a weekly basis. That was cool. I wonder if I could fuse that with the more laid back and more, you know, anarchist side of the of the DIY collective. You know, what if I could do a regular show at a DIY collective? Because believe it or not, nobody really does that. And so that's what I did. Um, well, what advice do you think that you'd have for other people who would want to put on shows themselves well I don't know what I'd tell someone else who wanted to do a show I'd say um, well number one make sure the venue has safe escape routes don't do a show in an unsafe space Um, but besides that I would say you know I think a lot of people just I think people fall into two camps people who book shows I think they only see things from the social, they either only see things from the social side of things, like they're looking at the people in the bands and who they socialize with, and they build up a bill of a lot of bands that are friends. The problem is, it's maybe not so exciting because everyone's always already friends. There's nothing new that happens. And I think the other camp of bookers only looks at, like, musical talent, like who's going to bring in the most people, who's the biggest name, who's the trendiest. The problem with booking exclusively in that style is the audience has no cohesion. So what I've tried to do is hybrid the two approaches. I try and, and that's the advice I would give to someone else, look at, look at groups of people that should, should be friends but aren't and try and bring them together. And... And always make the music excellent. It has to be the best. Um, or it's not even worth wasting your time on it. <laughs> Agreed. And on that note, what are some bands that you've been excited about lately? Well, um, there have been quite a few. I like really, lately I've been like really super dancey stuff. And almost like disco. And there's this whole group of like South Bay bands. Like I don't even know if they're really bands. Sometimes they have a live band, but it's just one guy in the studio. I don't know. But there are all these really great groups like uh, Croy Club. It's uh, K-R-O-Y-C-L-U-B. They're on SoundCloud. They're 
really good. And their friend Biodemonics, also really awesome from the South Bay. And then I like really spazzy punk stuff, <clears throat> like uh, No Babies. I just uh, posted something about the No Babies tour. I was telling you about how they're coming to Paris yeah. on Monday. And uh, they're coming. They're really bold. They're touring with Christopher Payne, who's Whitman, who is his new album is amazing, too. It's got, like, Carla Bozulich on it and Ezra Buchla. And, um, but he's, like, a folk performer. So I also like that kind of music. I don't know. Those are some things I've been listening to lately. And I also love Fancy Space People. I think they're really good. Mm-hmm. Essay. Well, um, well, what's that? Well, you should definitely send me some of these links because I'll put them up with this podcast later on at sarahteatime.com. So send me those and I'll make sure people see them in the the video that's coming out too. Well, you just put it on your site. So everyone should go to seancarnage.com as well. Yeah, there's a new Whitman Whitman video there. And I also did a new video um, that came out yesterday that's called uh, Heavy Metal U-Haul. And it's about this band called Power Axe, uh, how they drive all around Hollywood in the back of a rented U-Haul with a uh, with a um, gas-powered generator, and they just throw open the door and just start playing, sort of like Friends Forever, like unsuspectingly, you know, and, yeah. and just like totally assault passersby, and then they just drive off. I love it. I started watching it. Everyone should head over to SeanCarnage.com and check it out. Um, and check it out. Check it out. Go check it out. Um, so uh, so for those who don't know, um, Sean did a movie called 40 Bands in 80 Minutes, um, 40bands80minutes.com. Um, is there any – well, first of all, would you, could you describe it to those who don't know about it, and are you going to do another one? Ah, ha, ha. Well <laughs> – I'm really interested in, like, social experiments. I really like that. That, for me, is, like, a big part of what I do is, you know, experimentation. And so um, someone had come up with a wacky idea, let's book a show with 40 bands. And, like, thinking about the logistics of that just made my head hurt. It's just (laughs) not a show that you'd ever want to go to, right? You know, I mean, really. So, but I thought to myself, that wouldn't be so bad if you could just condense all the bands and um, into a video, right? But the problem with that is then how do you be fair to the bands? How do you get them to all get the same shot? So we came up with two minutes for each band, and I came up with the concept 40 bands, 80 minutes. And so one night, it was March 6, 2006, we got – Basically, everybody who we thought was, like, super talented and tons of people we didn't know, too, just friend recommendations and got them all together at this place called Il Corral. And we had 52 bands play between 7 and 1.30 a.m. And somehow we did it all. They all, 52 bands played for two minutes, and then we edited it together into a movie. And the thing that's amazing about it is, though, I think that the people who played that night were, have all gone on to be superstars, which is really crazy. Were you the one that ended up curating that, or did you end up working with other people? Oh, I guess you just kind of told me a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of, 
it kind of just happened. I mean, you can only curate that so much. It is a tremendous amount of bands. I, you know, you kind of like, I remember sitting there with a list. I'm like, well, I inv- invited the 22 most uh, talented bands I know. Where the heck am I going to get, you know, the next 18? But pretty soon right. they're writing you back and hooking you up with new people. And many of the people I know and hang out with now are still from that crew. But uh, everybody was so talented. Uh, if you go back through there, you'll see a lot of the people that are really big on the music scene right now. You know, Health is in there, Captain Ahab, Abe Vigoda, Mika Miko, uh, No Age. Before before No Age even existed, they were called Wives. Uh, the Gowns are in there. Um, uh, and that one uh, – uh, and, and then also uh, No Such Thing. He's, like, huge. He, his – I just drove past the Palladium the other day, and his name is up on the marquee. So, you know, it was a pretty good it was a pretty good group of people. Um, everyone can head over to uh, 40bands80minutes.com to see the preview, order the DVD, look at all the bands, and read all the reviews if they want to. Um, and uh, well, believe it or not, we have about five minutes left. Um, is there anything else upcoming that you want to chat about, or? Well, uh, L.A.'s Got Talent has been held over, so like I said, uh, if you want to see some cutting-edge art that kind of fits with the music very, very well, in my opinion, check that out at Sancho Gallery. Um, We've got uh, the great show happening this Monday, and, um, well, I'll make this announcement here, I guess. The week after, (laughs) it's the culmination of uh, the sixth anniversary celebration. It's the sixth. We decided to do six anniversary shows this year for our six-year anniversary, and that's going to be a very special show with uh, John Barba, who's an amazing performer, Lucky Dragons, and also Dan Deacon in Future Islands. That sounds amazing. Um, you said, did you yeah, say you used to live in Chicago? Future Islands and Dan Deacon in a small place, that's pretty exceptional. You won't find this on the Internet anywhere, so please don't publish it, but that's a gift for your um, friends who actually listen to the whole podcast. You can find the details <laughs> for the show online. But Dan and Future Islands are still just listed as special guests right now. Okay. I like secrets. Thank you for sharing. Um, no problem. Um, you said that – did you say you used to live in Chicago? Or you used to spend time there? No. Oh, I used to spend a lot of time there. I love taking the train there from Cleveland. And um used well, to hang out with uh, – all those people who did, like, skin graft records and stuff, and, I don't know, so much great music there. Well, I'm actually here right now, so if you have any recommendations, um, either now or later, you should let me know, okay? Okay, I will, I will. Okay, cool. Well, Sean, thank you for joining me, um, and thank you for the treat and all the details. And I'm so glad that the technology worked and made it happen, so... Um, and I didn't hear I'm any sure doggy I'll... noises whatsoever. Oh, good. That's really good because I heard a few. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I will talk to you later, and I'll let you know when this is up. And send me those links to the bands that we chatted about today, and I'll get everything up on this. It's com. Right on. Thanks a lot, Sarah. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Sure. Bye. All right, everyone, thanks once again for Sean Carnage joining us. Um, You can head over to his website, seancarnage.com, to find out more about his events upcoming. Um, 
all of our previous podcasts are up on the website, uh, which can be found at sarahteatime.com, um, including, including our most recent one with uh, Sam Valenti, who is the founder of the label Ghostly International. Um, previous podcasts include uh, Bonnie Burton, who runs a blog for StarWars.com, uh, Calvin Johnson, founder of K-Records, and much, much more. Uh, next week's guest is producer and sound designer Derek Allen, uh, whose hand has been deeply involved in the Mad Decent label, including co-producing with uh, Diplo, uh, some major laser tracks, uh, as well as production for Santa Gold, Robin, Passion Pit, and tons more. Um, you can find out more about him at DerekAllen.net. And, of course, he'll be on Sarah Tea Time next week. I just want to thank everyone so much for joining me, and I will see you next week. Sarah Tea Time.